This is the A show, a lot of anomaly show, man, for November 16th, 2022. How's it going? How goes it? Uh, I'm gonna save the election stuff to next week because <laughs> a lot happened. Cover all of it. Um, and I, but you know, I, I will say it is a bit of an anomaly uh, of the, but I would say the unexpected outcome kind of happened, which is split Congress. <laughs> It looks like a split Congress at this point because the Republicans, as of the time of the recording, just have one House seat left to call House majority, which is what everybody expected. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be this close because everybody said, hey, it'll be a pretty, it's a red wave. But um, I'm going to talk about that later. Uh, I saw the Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever on the opening day. I saw Black Adam on the opening day. I saw this on the opening day. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. I just felt like going to see it when nobody is there. I missed the pandemic movie. How many times did I say that at this point? So, quick, quick recap of the movie. Um, I think it is the best MCU movie that came out in a theater in this calendar year, which is not a high bar given how the Doctor Strange and the Thor Love and Thunder went. Uh, that said, I don't think this was like, a tremendous, tremendous movie. I think a lot of the reviews are skewed towards, you know, missing, you know, Chadwick Bosman, the uh, King T'Challa. Um, but I enjoyed a lot of development of, you know, character like Shuri, Letitia Wright, who has a really, really interesting anti-vex stand, <laughs> which is why I think, spoiler, uh, they basically said she's not going to be the queen of the thing anymore. And then they just like cut her right through the chase which was an interesting take, but I'm, I understand how Disney had to take kind of pivot into that. Um, and I really enjoyed the, the queen character development in this one. Neymar and the ocean people, I know they didn't want to do Atlantis because you already have an Aquaman, and then Neymar is the oldest character, really, before the times of Marvel. Which was fascinating. And then it was the first time I heard MCU, the Disney version of it, flat out drop the word mutant. And then I just go, all right, that's where we're going with this. And there are a bunch of spoilers I was curious because some people said, oh, Dr. Doom is going to show up and say, oh, he hired a bunch of these uh, uh, the ocean people uh, to get the, what was it, the very vibranium, but which was not the case. What ended up happening was a... These ocean people wanted to be left alone. <laughs> and then the Neymar is, has been our protector. And then I like the fact that they went into, I guess, a Mayan root of it. Uh, but then also I kind of go like, uh, if you don't know the history of this, some people might misinterpret this as like, is this a backstory of a how to explain a racial slur? And I'm like, God damn it. You people, it's not Mexicans. God damn it. It's Mayans. You know, it's a Latin American as a whole. Mexico is not the only Latin America anyways. Uh, I enjoy the Neymar character, but the surrounding of all the other, I'll call them Aquavatars, because they look like avatars, but in the water, in the, within the context of MCU, which is fucking weird. <laughs> I felt like this movie heavily undercut the Avatar 2, you know, before even Avatar 2 is considered. Um, do, see, do you remember Avatar 2009, James Cameron, Titanic, you know, Terminator? You know, so... I found the Aquavatar versus the Wakanda an interesting concept. At the same time, I just go like, you know, trying to criticize uh, 
the developed nations that we know, like with the UN Security Council, like United States, France, China's not there for some reason. UK's not there for some reason. Y'all only criticize the US and France. What's up with that? What about, you know, all the, anyways, I, I, I digress with the big nation powers. Like, it's called a G7 or a G8, and there are only two of them that need to be criticized in this movie. Why? But that's just me. I digress. There's no Japan in this. There's no... Um, um, so I... It, it was interesting, but at the same time, if you take out the emotional aspect of Chadwick, I don't think this is a great movie, even compared to the first one. Um, I think some of the character development, especially for the Aquavatars, and Ironheart, Riri, was awful, were awfully lacking. Granted, I get that Riri has her dedicated Ironheart TV series coming up, but the fact that Ironheart became the character dangling where Neymar and the water people and Wakandans were fighting against each other about, and, you know, the so-called most powerful nation in the world could not even, like, get near the uh, Tolokan, you know, the water people, and then, like, oh, it's Wakanda everything, right? It's Wakanda everything. And I'm like, you know, I, I, all right, you, there's a lot of leap of logic that absolutely doesn't make sense. Yes, they had a, they had a lot of interesting uh, development with the, who is it? What the hell was it? Oh, yeah, Julie Louis-Dreyfus' character, uh, Valentina de la Fontaine. Uh, she showed up a few times in the, what is it, the Black Widows, and then the end of... The Captain America and the Falcon, uh, the and the whatever you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, okay, you showed up, and then uh, what kind of forever, and then and then they'll have a film about Thunderbolts, I guess. The Red Hulk is coming, um, but like you, maybe she knew like how Martin Freeman's character Edward Ross is like, yes, you have, you know, the way of it. You arrested you, and then we know you're gonna be like whatever. You know, but a lot of it, it felt very mumbo-jumbo, given the movie was fucking two hours and what the fuck was it, 40 minutes or some shit? At least two and a half hours taking out the credits. So, um, I, I thought a lot of it, a lot of the time that was occupied in some aspects, I just, I go, alright, like, you know. How did T'Challa die? It was a mysterious disease. Okay, you don't, you don't have to go into that. He died, he died. We know, we are, it's already hard enough to explain that part. But the other part about Ironheart and how she, this teenager, you know, blah, 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 did all that. It's just like, all right, it's, it's awfully lacking. And then the TV series is going to be uh, sort of the continuation of this movie is interesting. I hope they do a better job explaining it because I did not like how Riri character got awfully undercut. Uh, on this, and where where does Wakanda go from here? I guess that's the future they're talking about. But Kevin Feige, our you know the series whole runner, and the you know Ryan Coogler, who had an unenviable you know position to not only address the King T'Challa situation, but also had to address the Letitia Wright situation with her wacky anti-vax, although I didn't say it thing during this filming. So they had to rewrite the ending, and Neymar. Uh, oh, yeah, we want to bring him back. And then I'm like, all right, we introduced him. And then, like, the end. And then I'm sure <laughs> Ryan Coogler is like, Kevin Feige, you handled this shit. Because apparently the rumor also was, or the original suggestion was Doctor Strange. 
was to have uh, Neymar show up as one of the Illuminatis in that alternate universe. But whatever. What happened, happened, happened. So, there's that. My, my review of it. Out of the 2022 movies, this, is, I guess, was the best one. But, like, I just go, like... I, I think I reached a point of, like, all right, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one. It's like, is this, is this superhero movie uh, bubble bursting? And I'm like, um, I really think this just shows that we're kind of, like, reached a... I think for the MCU aspect of it, I reached a point. That's why I felt hopeful with Black Adam. And I'd be like, I want you to offer the alternative. Kind of like, you know, like... Oh, give me an alternative to UFC. They're like, like other MMAs, you know? Give me some other, like, alternative to WWE. Give me some other alternative to Real Housewives of Orange County, you know? And then give me very... But then again, they're kind of the same on the other one. So what can I say? So, uh, enjoyable. We're, I'm just glad that I only paid five bucks for it. <laughs> it's a cheap theater I found. So I'm just like, whatever, for five bucks. If you tell me to pay 15 bucks for this shit, hell no, that ain't happening. I only went to the theater because it was $5. Otherwise, I just wait on Disney Plus that I already paid 80 bucks for in a whole year. And I'm like, all right, like, I'll come back in three months. But this time, when, like, Doctor Strange, where it was, like, $13, I was like, dude, $5 plus fee. I'm fucking doing this. So, you know, it's not, I, I did it. So, um, I, I still got to catch up on Werewolf by the night, but I just go, like, uh... I love the aspect of it. I love the Aquavatar getting introduced, but the, where the fuck were the Aquavatar people during this entire time if, if they've been around as long as they've been around? And how the underwater discovery people could not find them, it's fascinating to me. And, oh, one thing I would add. So they're angling that the water people uh, are sustaining this far because they have vibranium underwater also. But, like, Okay, you have such a powerful technology that gets undetected by radar and all that shit. And you have the Wakanda and the African continent. And then you have these people in the South American Mayan continent. Like, no one discovered you. And then, like, you don't seem to have advanced so far other than sheer might of you being a powerful mutants or very, you know. So I just go, like, you got some explaining to do. You could have helped you know, defeating Thanos or some shit, and then, like, okay, weren't half of these living people underwater also got wiped, if you follow the Thanos logic, but I'm sure they're like, no, 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 don't even get into that, like, we, we're over the disintegration shit, and I wouldn't be surprised if they all got written off, but a lot of the backstory development of it, for anyone outside Shuri and Wakandans, were awfully lacking for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and I just go like, all right, it was all right. Um, what the fuck? There was a lot happened. Then I said, oh, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, fucking. Um, I was at the Raptors-Pistons game on Monday. Um, you know, NBA season is still kind of young. About, a, I don't know, it feels like a month in. I think people play like about 14 to 15 games or so. I think Raptors are now 8 and 7 uh, at the time of this recording. And then... Uh, Little Caesars Arena. Okay, so it's been open for five years since basically since I moved back to Detroit, moved back to Michigan. It opened in like 2017, September. I think Kid Rock had the two nights to start. You know, this arena, I gotta say, as well built as it is, I have never seen this arena fucking full in my life. I've been to the hockey games. I've been to the basketball games. I've been to the wrestling show at this point. And to be honest, the one wrestling show for the AEW... 
in June this year. <coughs> I think they ended up having 14,000, almost 15,000. You know, one section of it closed off because, you know, have the stage and the ramp and all that. I don't, I don't think I've seen it as enthused and packed like that game, uh, like that event for AEW. That was the most passionate, filled crowd that I've seen in five years that I've seen events here. And Monday night's game for the Pistons and the Raptors. Um, I didn't go to the Pistons-Raptors last year or the Maple Leafs and Red Wings last year in the 21-22 season. Um, I, I think that was the worst event I've been to at Little Caesars Arena. The enthusiasm was lacking. Granted, it was a Monday game. But also, the people coming in from Canada, I know there are a lot of the people that usually come over in a bus ride and stuff. And it's kind of early in the season. You know, not only was the roster kind of lacking on both sides, especially in the Raptors with, like, like rash of injuries that they got, five, six people that are out. And then the Pistons didn't have their franchise player, Kate Cunningham, playing, which is sad. But holy shit, man. It, it, it was, uh, like... Even for the Let's Go Raptors chant, it was like so lacking. And I just I just felt let down by the Little Caesars Arena and the crowd. And I was also like not in the top tip energy mood. But I think a lot of it also got brought down by lack of energy from other people. And I got a pretty good seat in the mezzanine low first row in the upper section. Which is basically right, is the closest you know view in the center. Uh, right above the suites, but I just go like, this arena, like, fucking sucks when it comes to atmosphere, because the team's sucking, the arena itself is great, the configuration is great, but I also wonder if this thing ever went to full capacity, you know, if the Red Wings or the Pistons ever got to the playoffs far, and then, like, in it's in the glory days of, like, you know, early to mid-2000s, uh, I wonder how it's gonna go, uh, but, like, at this time, I'm like, dude, this this sucks. <laughs> I think the content on the on the ice or the field uh, on the court is like utter trash. And I remember still when 2017 this arena opened, every seat was red, and then it became evident that the, the attendance has been an awful, awful issue. You know, given the ticket price and everything, so they started putting black covers on top of it so that it it doesn't catch your eye so much. But then. And then they completely change every seat into black seat, which I don't think is a cheap exercise if you're going to go through 18, 19,000 chairs and then turn all, all of them into black from red that you initially got just because it looks bad, which I think is a telling sign. Um, that said, I, one improvement that I've seen, even from the June event that I didn't remember, the, I don't think, yeah, I didn't get the food uh, in the arena because uh, I was out. We got the food from the outside at the mom's spaghetti, the M&M's uh, spaghetti joint and other things. Um, for the value of the food, the concession stand food, it was really, really fucking good. It was the best fries that I've ever had. Burger was pretty solid. The gelatos are pretty solid. I gotta say, I gotta give the LCA and the Olympia Entertainment some fucking credit for not having the basic ass fucking nacho and cheese that I've seen in every single Major League Baseball stadium for like eight bucks. And I'm like, oh, this is the same shit at Chicago Cubs at the Wrigley and the same shit at the Toronto Blue Jays at the Rogers Center. You know, I give them credit. I think a lot of the sporting event venues are stepping up on this shit. Either you go cheap, like Arthur Blank is doing in Atlanta for the Mercedes-Benz Stadium over there for the Falcons and the Atlanta FC. 
Or if I'm gonna pay premium price twelve to fourteen dollars, hey, make it attractive for me to grab it with the good amount. And then I don't know Colina and I were pretty fucking stuffed with the food, and it was pretty good fucking food. So I was pretty happy with that, um, with the concession food quality. Uh, but you know, lack of the fans and the enthusiasm just sucked. Um, so I I gotta say the atmosphere sucked. It absolutely sucked. The team sucked. The basketball sucked. You know, I grant like Raptors had no point guard. Like Scotty Barnes is running the plays, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know. And then the, the you know the, the Pistons are ass. And then how many free throws are in the game yesterday? It was something ridiculous. Twenty eight to forty three. Dude, seventy one fucking free throw uh, free throw attempts in this fucking game. And I'm like, God, this fucking thing sucks. And then I knew it was NBA. They're going to rig this shit in the last quarter. And they did. Raptors were up by 13 at some point. And then, oh, uh, fucking Pistons caught the, uh, caught the wind of it. No, 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 no. Like, fucking, you know this game was getting out of hand on a fucking Monday night. So you had to keep the fucking gambling interest. Which I always say, I think tennis and basketball, you know, are the easiest to kind of rig. You know, NFL is kind of getting to me at that level. Where I, see, I notice a lot of referees missing calls. And I was like, oh, it was a human error. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Bunch of you picked the underdog in this fucking thing and then doing this shit. And basketball has had its share of fucking point-shaving scandals from college to Tim Donaghy. And I'm like, this shit is happening again. 71 free throw attempts. 71. That's like, if you drained every single one of them, that's like almost like half the points in some team's cases. That's fucking ridiculous. So, some of the foul calls, I just go like, I don't fucking know. A lot of transitional thing. Anyway, so I, I'm gonna stop bitching about it. The game sucked. That was the worst event that I've been to. That was the worst event. That that fucking sucked. Um, so you know, either Red Wings and Pistons step the fuck up, or don't have a game where you're gonna have a lot of outside visitors coming in and have it on Monday night. I gotta say that like the enthusiasm was absolutely down a little bit. I'm like, even for me, I was just like, all right. One thing I will say is like it started at seven o'clock on the dot, and then I didn't, I couldn't hear the fucking anthem. <laughs> <laughs> we're eating outside. Oh, fuck, anthem's going? And then, like, the game ended by, like, 9.30, 9.40. Even with a shenanigan at the end of it for the referees to keep us interested in the fucking game. And then we got home by, like, 10.20. But then again, maybe because it's a lack of crowd in that fucking arena, it made, like, things easier. But then I just go, like, energy this low and getting out easy, getting out so fast easy don't feel so great. <laughs> Even when the Raptors win. So I'm, I'm hoping that we'll go to the Red Wings and Maple Leafs. And we'll go to another Raptors, Pistons. I think they come back in February. That might be a Monday game also, which I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Um, but let's see. I think once the season picks up and see where the lay of the land kind of lies, you know, it would be fantastic. So, um, oh, shit, I already talked 20 minutes on this shit. I forgot what the third topic was. Oh, we're going to talk about the politics next week, the American politics. And then, uh, have a great rest of the week. And then, uh, holy fuck, it's getting cold. I got my winter tires on. Holy jeez. And then, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>